This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk with Omi Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. It's a great, fantastic afternoon right here in the Future Talk world on Pulse95. Yes, indeed. We are excited as today is Monday and Monday is always fun day. It's the second day of the week. We are just get, jumping on the train and getting started with the week. But with the week getting started, Omnia, we have very, very, very interesting news. Yes, indeed. And very important news coming from the UAE because the World Health Organization has issued a coronavirus scam alert. We always know Scammers love drama and with the coronavirus taking place and the outbreak only getting uh, larger and larger by the day, um, they're definitely making use of our email addresses. How and why? We're going to give you all the latest on that, but also... Yes, we're sticking to the UAE today for our daily digital, but new UAE rules for building facilities not on, on other Earth. planets, <laughs> not on Earth. We're going all the way up into space, and we might just get Future Talk up there, Omnia. Oh, yeah. I never knew we had to have rules when we're building facilities on Mars, let's say. It's better to start <laughs> with the laws before you start building. Yes, indeed. But for our coronavirus outbreak uh, list of topics, we're talking about a device that is going to be implemented right here in the UAE that will identify any killer viruses, including the coronavirus, within a few minutes. What is this device? We're going to give you the latest on that, but also... We're not done with devices because there is a device in the UAE that will catch drivers who do not stop for pedestrians. Are you one of those drivers? Sexton 4215, let us know. We'll keep, you know, we'll keep it a secret. We don't need to shout out your name, but we will if you'd like to. Um, but we have a lot in store for this this episode so make sure you tune in and we're going to be leaving you with apologize by one republic daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world Scammers will always try to capitalize on any given moment with any opportunity and even something that is so unethical, they will try to capitalize on it because the WHO, the World Health Organization, has issued a coronavirus scam alert and the UAE public needs to be aware. Now, the World Health Organization has issued a coronavirus scam alert warning the public against falling prey to criminals who may be using the organization's name to steal money or even information. Now, in the latest alert that the World Health Organization gave out, it said criminals are disguising themselves as WHO, which is the World Health Organization, to steal money or sensitive information. And if you are contacted by a person or or an organization that appears to be from the World Health Organization, please verify their authenticity before responding. Now, obviously, WHO, which is a huge organization, is very important in the world. They did state that the WHO will will categorically ask, that it will never ask for for your asking to log in for your information, never email attachments you didn't ask for, or even visit a link outside of the whointernational.com or never even charge you money to apply for a job, register for a conference, or even reserve a hotel. And it does never conduct for lotteries or offer prizes, grants, certificates, or even funding 
through email and it will never ask you to donate directly to emergency response plans or funding appeals. Now, these are all the things you need to know that the WHO will never ask you. But Omnia... Tell me, how does the coronavirus scam work? So the World Health Organization actually has been warning about some suspicious email messages that a lot of people have been getting. Um, now, we all know cyber criminals, they love using emergencies. And an emergency like the coronavirus is definitely going to get people to make the decision quickly. If they're asking for sensitive information, no one is going to you know, doubt that it's you know, not the World Health Organization. They're asking for information. They're going to give them those information. However, However, what uh, scammers have been doing is actually send phishing emails. So these emails appear to be coming from the World Health Organization and they'll ask, you know, the general public. It could be me. It could be you. It could literally be anyone. They're going to ask them for sensitive information like your username or your password. They'll ask you to click a malicious link, let's say, to register uh, your information to make sure that you're within uh, their databases. Um, But they'll also use this method to install malware or steal any sensitive information on your computer. But do not worry, there is a way that you can prevent this coronavirus scam on your email. First, you need to make sure that the sender is the World Health Organization. So any email address, let's say person at uh, WHO or World Health Organization dot international. That's not the World Health Organization. So if it's any email other than W health, what's it called? WHO dot international. Then this sender is not from the World Health Organization. Now, additionally, uh, the World Health Organization is not going to send any email from addresses ending with at who.com or at who.org. It's always going to be WHO dot international. So make sure you check any link uh, before you click it. Make sure that it is a link from the World Health Organization. But more importantly, always consider why someone wants your information and if it's appropriate, which is quite interesting, honey, because, you know, if you were to receive an, you know, an email from your doctor, let's say, or from the hospital that you tend to go to quite often about any information, are you going to hesitate? Yes. You'll hesitate yes, to give I'm, it out. I'm very familiar with uh, phishing. Now, what does phishing mean, Omnia? Mm-hmm. Phishing sounds like fishing like you fish for fish now that is what it means a lot of these scammers they mass send out emails and waiting for a bite exactly. that is where fishing comes from because what they're doing is they're throwing these emails as if it's bait to the fish which is us and they're waiting for someone gullible enough to bite on it now i get fishing emails all the time omnia mm. whether it's for a game i play whether it's for an account that i have on an old website and i always check the security on that website. Who and is it from? Who is what it are from? they asking for? And a lot, of, and Google is doing great tackling those fishers because a lot of times you'll open a link and, and Google will say this looks like a not a legit yes. website. So hats off to Google and always, ladies and gentlemen, check the email address. And if you feel like something may be fishy, <laughs> you can always email or go to the direct website of. The whoever's emailing you and get in contact with well, their support team. What if someone actually uh, did give the sensitive information? If you did give it to someone other than the World Health Organization, do not panic because all you need to do is actually immediately change your credentials. So your username and your password on whatever website that you are on, mainly your email. Um, and then, you know, it, there might be a little bit of worry period until you make sure that, you know, you haven't been scammed. But 
Regardless, this would be your precautionary measures. But if we want to build anything other than on planet Earth, are there rules for it? Well, Omnia, well, there are UAE rules <laughs> for building facilities on other planets. Now, the UAE Space Agency has given more rules to govern the rapidly growing space sector with the introduction of a new law for licensing, registering, objects, defining responsibilities, and even insurance risks and accidents. An official from the agency said that the first of its kind in the Arab and Islamic world, this law aims to create a legislative and regulatory environment for the national space sector in line with other laws and regulations that we have right here in the UAE. Now, one of the laws is... Uh, it's the federal law number, number 12, 12 of 2019. Yeah. And it's the regulation of the space sector, which was issued by President His Highness Sheikh Khalifa bin Zayed Al Nahyan. And it was done last year and enforced in the country, actually, last month. Yes, indeed. But uh, looking at what this law regulates, so it's regulating any space activities that are trying uh, to develop the safe space sector in the UAE. And we all know that the UAE is planning to send its first rover to Mars. Um, we have a lot of plans uh, for going to the moon, but this new law is going to basically, uh, it's included or compromised of nine different chapters and about 54 articles. So it's literally covering uh, every space activity that we could possibly think of. Now, this is also coming with new space permits. So this new law is actually uh, issuing space activity permits. So not anyone can go to space, not any object can be uh, on a mission to leave the space. Um, and it's also defining many rules for space tourism. So it's tackling any new and modern concepts that are uh, included in space launch activities, organizing man trips, uh, space tourism, and any related activity regarding man-made facilities in space and on other planets. But it's also uh, tackling all the ownership and usage rights of space resources because we constantly think, you know, anything in space is basically free to use. However, we are making our mark in space, aren't we? Yes, Andy, and I, li and I like it, actually. I like that uh, they're putting rules and regulations because... There is actually a lot of space pollution, Omnia, if mm -hmm. you didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of space pollution, and we need to tackle these uh, the, the, these uh, these yeah. problems or these conflicts. There's well, also a lot of investments in space at the moment. Yes, indeed. And there's around 22 billion dirham worth of investments. Now, the global space in industry is currently worth more than $400 billion, including countless opportunities for business and governments. And it, as an emerging space nation, which is the UAE, the UAE space industry and investments have went more than 22 billion dirhams and the agency also aims to make the UAE a regional hub for commercial space activities and advanced research and not only this Omnia but in 2019 the UAE had six new space startups with four of them being established by our very own Can Emiratis. I get a cha ching <laughs> Lots of cha-chings happening in space but we can't stop the feeling. Um, it's coming up by Justin Timberlake, and we'll be back right here on Future Talk, only on Pulse 95. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Pulse 95.
We no longer need masks or these N95 masks that everyone has just rushed to purchase the minute the coronavirus outbreak was getting out of hand because in the UAE, a new gadget could be detecting the coronavirus in a few minutes. And not just the coronavirus, but any deadly virus could be detected with this interesting device named the reader so it all it takes is a very simple blood test actually once you arrive to the uae to help prevent the spread of deadly viruses one of them being covid19 but in the uae we have been working on we have been they have been working on a new product that is very similar to a pregnancy test or a diabetes blood test Um, and it can literally spot uh, the covid19 in a few minutes so how does the reader work All it does is basically um, extract blood samples and the findings are then shared with the health authorities in real time through the company's online platform, which is the Mondalib Pro. So it really isn't, you know, magical, but the, the interesting part about it is that it all happens in real time, honey. So it takes literally just a few moments for any person to know the results of their blood test. Yes, Cindy, especially because the nasal swabs that they used in the beginning used to detect coronavirus and it would take them up to 24 hours to process these results. But with this test unit, it can return positive or negative within 10 minutes. I love this. Now, even the developer said that this test has the same accuracy as a pregnancy test and it is similar to tests being done billions of times a day around the world and more than 80,000 people Omnia have the COVID-19 diagnosed worldwide with a sudden increase in cases like Italy and South Korea which the virus is coming to a total global pandemic now three field tests were completed during the research phase which will happen in Dubai Abu Dhabi and Jordan Mm -hmm. and the detection devices use a kind of something it's kind of like a simple diagnostic tool which is used to confirm the presence or absence of markers such as pathogens that might indicate or even exclude the presence of the virus. Now, what's interesting about it is that it's all happening in a much better digital platform. So they can actually test for multiple viruses at the same time and be able to communicate these results to uh, the health authorities. Now, another interesting aspect about it is that it can also spot any contaminants in water supplies, foodstuff, or even in the animal food. So it's very effective when it comes to indicating any potential uh, pandemics that could definitely transform the way countries contain viral outbreaks. Now, they have definitely not reinvented the wheel. It's They're still using blood tests. They're still analyzing the chemistry of our blood, which is something that has been done for years and years on end. But the interesting part about it is that nowadays, these results, or with this technology, these results are being communicated in real time they take very very you know what 10 minutes and they're cheaper omnia because a simple a similar one which uh these rapid test portable devices usually go to the range of 2500 pounds or even 10,000 dirhams whereas the modi lab unit costs around 350 pounds and let's say that goes up to it's way less than 10,000 dirhams Uh, my Mm -hmm. accountant is not here today and he's not (laughs) going to tell me how much it does cost in dirhams but uh, Saudi Arabia could actually be one of the first countries to actually use this device at border crossings. And what's amazing about it is that it was developed right here in the UAE using different researchers that were working very hard on making sure that the coronavirus is contained in the UAE. But the Ministry of Health uh, uh, in the UAE is also investing very heavily to protect those 
who live here, who, you know, citizens, uh, expats, and even uh, any tourists that is coming for a vacation. And protecting against the outbreak actually is a lot more beneficial than waiting for someone to get the virus and then help them find a treatment. And especially with the coronavirus, it's been spreading very quickly and it's going to take a huge effort uh, to help make sure it's contained but this device the reader is definitely reading the lines and the minds of coronavirus outbreaks yes indeed that was the worst wordplay i've ever done a lot of wordplay uh, when it comes to coronavirus and when we're talking about big things in the tech world hats off to the uae and hats off to the region for jumping on and making us protected, keeping us protected right here in the UAE and try it the out. region. I really want to see how fast it is. Is it really 10 minutes like they say it is? Um, but a new device is coming to the UAE. And for any, anyone who is out there on the streets who refuses to stop for pedestrians, you might just be on fire very soon. You might just be on watch. <laughs> on watch, quite literally, because there is a device also that was developed in the UAE that is being used to help stop drivers who don't stop for pedestrians and we might just be paying a hefty fine if we continue to do that. All of this and more is coming up right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse 95. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. <laughs> Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. False 95. Now, how often do you stop for people on the sidewalk who are walking or trying to cross the street? Now, if you don't, well, it's it's time you start doing so because there's a device in the UAE that will catch drivers who don't stop for pedestrians. And if you don't stop, you will get fined a hefty fine of 500 dirhams and six black points. Do you stop for pedestrians? Of course. Now, the UAE police actually only have unveiled its first smart device to catch reckless drivers who fail to give way to pedestrians at road crossings. Now, the device actually only is also energy friendly. It's green energy because it uses solar panels and has sensors to identify a pedestrian's movement on the side of the road to catch the violated video uh, vehicles videos videos <laughs> but he pointed out that the device will have a red signal to warn drivers to stop and give priority to pedestrians but drivers of course who do not stop will be recorded and send clips to the violation system and not any technology it is 4g technology so they're getting it at the same exact time yes indeed and according to the uae traffic law any driver who does not give priority to pedestrians especially people who are crossing the road from the pedestrian crossings they're going to be fined 500 dirhams along with six black traffic points now this device is definitely going to raise the level when it comes to traffic safety which is definitely a concern for many people um honestly more specifically when we're talking about soft mobility because the uae is definitely trying to uh, encourage people to use cycling more to use bicycles more uh, to walk more often but to do that people need to be safe and they need to feel safe and with a 
device like this, every pedestrian could definitely make sure that the level of traffic safety in the UAE is a lot higher. And we're definitely working on reducing vehicles' speed and runover incidents that tend to happen a lot near pedestrian crossing areas. Now, uh, in the UAE, drivers are definitely given uh, the every driver, especially when you first get your license, you know how much of a priority it is to pay attention to pedestrian of areas. Course, of course, 100 percent. And uh, hats off, because with more rules and regulations, that's how the flow of things moves more smoothly. Now, a lot of people, I can say a lot of people jaywalk. What does jaywalking mean? Mm-hmm. When they just start going on the side, on the middle of the road, even Not if it's where a they're highway. supposed to cross. Yeah. A lot of people I see on Wahda Road and Sharjah Emirates Road, they just cross the road without looking. It's very the thing is it's 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 harm like it's scary for them because they're not worried about their own life but at the same time as a driver and for, unfortunately to scare people you have to tell them that there's a fine coming. Oh lord. Honestly, I wish, you know, we didn't need to have fines in place, but they definitely make sure that everything is in order and any driver who does not pay attention to the pedestrian crossings is going to be captured on camera. So not only are they going to be fined for their violations, but they'll Six also... Six black points as well. Yeah, and they'll also get to re-watch themselves do the violations. And these uh, smart cameras are definitely not going to miss on a single driver. But we can't miss out on this new space home, can we, honey? No, not at all. Because soon, we're going to be telling you guys about the photos inside NASA's space home. It could cost a hefty... I'm not going to tell you how much. You text us on 4215. Let us know how much do you think NASA's new space home could cost you as a tourist. I'm not going to say that you're owning the house, but as a tourist who is staying and renting out the home. Text us on your guesses on 4215. And if you can't for any reason, at Pulse95 Radio on Instagram. We'll be back right here on Future Talk. Only on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. Omni, if I gave you $35,000, what would you do with it? Um, You know, you put me on the spot. Lots of options. Probably get a, a new car. A lot of people's salary, yearly, annual salary is $35,000. But Omni, if you have $35,000 laying around, you know... Like, you know, pocket change. <laughs> you can go and get a new space home for tourists, and it will cost you $35,000 just to stay in. You won't even own it. I love this idea because you know what? You love it. Yeah, because many flights have been halted due to the coronavirus. So if I can't travel on Earth, might as well travel to space where there is no worry for about $35,000. Yeah, why not? <laughs> You know what? A girl can dream. Um, but if you are just like me, gotten bored of all earthbound destinations or just worried of traveling all in all on Earth, um, a space exploration company, Axiom, is actually launching a space tourism program that can fly tourists to the International Space Station. You could become the next tourist Haza al-Mansouri or Sultan al-Niyadi. But this is not coming until 2020. 2024, but there are they are preparing the space homes that Hani was talking about. So NASA and Axiom actually asked for the help of the 71-year-old French designer Philippe Stark, uh, who has actually designed many fantastic interiors for many amazing homes. But now he's actually moving on from hotels to yachts to a space home. Now, anyone who can pay the price of $35,000 and 
can undergo a 15-week training, can actually board on the space flight and go and live in that house. So Yeah, and each flight is actually led by a trained astronaut. And other passengers actually must pass a physical even before beginning the 15-week okay, yeah, training. Okay, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to space. I'll exactly. probably never pass. And the physical actually can consist of jet flights, extreme environment training, suborbital space flights, and more. So basically, you're going through the whole crash course for becoming an astronaut in 15 weeks because it isn't something easy only to go all oh, the way up yes. to space. You're going to have to go through various layers of the atmosphere and... It's, the it's, training it's 15, is hard. 15 weeks. 15 weeks we're talking about. Yeah. Around three months, Omnia. Three months of intense training mm. just to go into space and you're paying $35,000. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, when we talked to the backup astronaut, Sultan Niyadi, uh, he was actually telling us about how tough is this 15-week training period because not only do they have to survive in extremely cold weather so we're talking like minus 25 degrees but they're also training them on how do they survive if let's say god forbid they were you know the uh, what's it called the space rocket just you know went something happened let's say if it failed at some point and they had to they were basically stranded in the middle of nowhere they will teach you how you can survive on crackers for you know a week so it's definitely a very tough training period but if you're up for the magic of space you'll be up for the 15-week training and if you have $35,000 in you your got $35, pocket $35,000 laying around you know just like an extra car laying around that <laughs> is time but speaking about 15 weeks of training we're bringing the trainer or uh, the guy who knows everything about training Omar Adouri to the studio for the halftime show he's yes. going to be telling us giving us a little quick peek on what to expect on the halftime show, which is the only place to be at, at three. three. Hey, now we got Amara Duri hey, in the studio. Go. Now we're talking. Welcome to the studio, brother. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Now tell me or tell us, what are we expecting today on the halftime show? On the halftime show today, we've got the UAE national football soccer beach player, Ooh. which is Walid Ahmed. He's on the show. Nice. And also we've got some people who are doing some great things for teenagers and for the university life from Middlesex University, talking about mental health. So overall, we've got um, uh, different perspectives on mental health. Walid himself, who's, uh, who's an athlete, experiences that as a challenge, which is normally physical, but now it's turning into mental. And then obviously from a teen's perspective... I, I believe everything starts with mental. I agree, from the brain. Yes, everything starts with the mental. 100%, 100%. So it's good to have different perspectives on that. And also just getting the youth to kind of show their voices out there so people can, can kind of relate to and also understand that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. You heard it from the man himself. I'm going to do the halftime show. The only place to be at three. And uh, stay tuned because we are talked We talked about everything UAE today. We <laughs> did two UAE stories. And now I'm going to do is bringing you everything you don't need to know about the UAE and mental health and training. I, I, I love the show, Amar. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, I like it. <laughs> hey, I know I know Omnia likes She's smiling in the background. I do love the show. Even though I don't always understand everything. Yeah. My yes. sports knowledge is very minimal. But, um, but Amar does a great job exactly. uh, explaining like we're five years old. And, and <laughs> honestly, I mean, you have the best perspective on mental health because of your book. The yes. Reset Thank you very um, much. Which is definitely one that everyone should read I believe um, But you're going to be getting all the details on mental health, physical health Coming up in just a few moments So make sure you tune in to Pulse95 And we'll see you tomorrow, same time Every weekday from 2 to 3pm This is Pulse95 Tune in live every weekday from 2pm